This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Follow Me On podcast from TalkSport. I'm Jared Kimber. I'm in Grenada, where we've been wined and dined. Well, really, to be honest rummed and nutmegged, as this is the Spice Island. And if my first rum punch can be trusted, there's a lot of nutmeg around. Today, we took a tour of this incredible island where myself and current Surrey player, and former England player, I suppose, if you want to call him that, Gareth Batty, had a bit of a look around. All right, we're in Grenada, and we're at a waterfall, in case you can't hear it, and we are... I think, both at this stage, me and Gareth Batty, uh, a little bit shocked at how great this island is. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. You know, everybody, everybody at home knows about Barbados and Antigua and St. Lucia and all these slightly more famous islands. Grenada is absolutely stunning. It's beautiful. And uh, we've just come into the sort of central part of the island, seeing the waterfall, and there's a microclimate, they're telling us, uh, on the island, which, again, is fascinating. Uh, there is a microclimate. They've had a, a few micro cricketers um, as well. Uh, Junior Murray is from Grenada. Uh, who else we got? Andre Fletcher of recent times. Raul Lewis, the leg spinner. And uh, you might have played against one, Devon Smith. Yeah, absolutely. A few times, uh, both in air cricket and a couple of times uh, internationally. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's from around here and uh, he had a, a pretty good career. I think he might still be playing. I'm not sure. I think he's playing a bit still domestically. Um, but yes, uh, hopefully we bump into him at the ground. All right. So let's talk about the series a little bit. I think, personally, if nothing else, I'm a little bit shocked at uh, how well the West Indies did in the last game. Uh, we know how good they are as a T20 team. Uh, they dropped a batsman, and uh, I, I, th- I was quite impressed with them. What, what did you think of them? Yeah, I, I think the obvious thing, they, they got a guy that got 100 and a, a, a chap got five for probably the difference between uh, them getting over the line and England not doing in the second ODI. The thing that impressed me, even in the first ODI, uh, when they were they were obviously losing with sort of five or six overs out, they weren't just giving it in. Uh, they were, in fact, they probably fielded and were better in the field the last five or six overs than they were the first 45 overs. Um, if they can keep that intensity for the full 50 overs, it's going to be one heck of a series. It is anyway, but you feel like they can they can really really make it difficult for England. 
Yeah, a very important thing to have cricket over here as well. It's, uh, you know, if you're not Barbados or Trinidad or Jamaica or Guyana, you basically get a little bit ignored when it comes to cricket. But not only do they have these two one days, and it's now quite an exciting series. I don't think... Uh, you know, it was a bit like the Test Series. We expected England to roll the Test Series, and but far more with a one-day team. This looks quite cool at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's teed up beautifully, isn't it? Um, Grenada, I, I think even local knowledge West Indian, they won't know too much about Grenada because there hasn't been a huge uh, amount of cricket played here over the years. There's not a massive history like some of the other grounds. So that makes it a bit more of a level playing field for both England and the West Indies. But wow, what it's just absolutely teed up for an absolute stunning series. You just see a United West Indian team, which hasn't always been the case. All right, well, we'll go to Andrew Buchanan now, who's with Chris Wokes. Chris, good to see you uh, this morning, which I guess means you're back in the squad. So the million-dollar question, how's the knee? Yeah, the knee's OK. Um, it's been a little bit of a frustrating tour, I suppose, really. Um, you know, obviously arrived fully fit and ready to go. And then that, before that first Barbados test, my... Uh, had a bit of trouble with my knee, so um, it's been a little bit of a nightmare since then. But you know, I'm, I feel like I'm in a decent space now. I'm obviously having to manage the knee, which I've done for a long time. So, um, but yeah, it's okay, and I've, I feel ready to ready to play. When we say manage, let's say the second game in Barbados was a World Cup final. Would you have been good to go? Should England have needed you? Yeah, hundred percent. I think Morgie mentioned the other day. I, I was fit to play the other day. Um, it's just the fact that having not played a huge amount recently. Um, you know, two two games in the space of three days was was probably a bit of a spike in workload and would have potentially risked me to to a bit of, in, of another injury, not potentially the knee. So, um, you know, that was probably more the reason behind that. That's a bit of management um, and kind of taken out of my hands a little bit. So, you know, that, that, it's nice to be to be looked after, um, but obviously from a player's point of view, you want to play as much as, as you can as well. So, um, you know, that that was the case in in Barbados. Is there something in the back of your mind then? Because obviously the six months to a World Cup, you need to be able to build it up so that it won't be a problem playing once every three or four days because the World Cup, the games will come thick and fast. Are you going to get to the stage that you've got to get to that where you can play it and, it, and it's not an issue? Yeah, I mean, I actually don't think it would have been an issue playing. I, I, as I said there, I think I, I, was fit, I was fit to play the other day, but, you know, with a very important six months coming up there was no real reason to to risk it um and you know and that was the the view from the management and the support staff um and and morgues as captain so you know i respect that and uh and you move forward but i, I have no doubt that in my own mind and in my own you know fitness i'll be i'll be fine if that was to to happen in the future and it, you know i needed to play two in three days it wouldn't be a problem so grenada were one all coming into a third game series nicely set up yeah, it is. Um, you know, we had a good game and a, and a not so good game in Barbados. I think we actually we did some things very well in that second game, although we we, we lost it. Um, you know, the West Indies boys played some good cricket, um, and I thought they were two very good games of, of ODI cricket. So, um, you know, it's, it's well set up for another two games here in Grenada. Obviously, we want to try and win these two and, and cement the, the the series in our favour. But, you know, I think. The West Indies have come and played some good cricket as we expected them to. You know, they've got a very strong batting lineup um, and they're always going to put us under pressure. So, you know, it's set up nicely for these two games here. The accusation of white ball cricket is all wham and bang and crash and there's very little nuance. But actually, in two games, two days apart, one day we had 360 played 361 and the next we had 289 uh, as a total and sort of 260. Basically, the two same two teams, 
on essentially the same pitch and you get two very different games of cricket. Yeah, it's great. It's great for the game. It's great for ODI cricket. You know, I suppose a lot's been said about the the ODI game in the last few years, and um, you know, it has been crash bang wallop. You know, teams are playing slightly differently, a lot more aggressively. But I suppose it was a little bit more of a an older school game yesterday um, you know schools below 300 uh, and it was quite tight and close so um, you know that's great for the game you know and it means you have to adapt to, to different conditions and I actually think the pitch did play a little bit differently I think it was a little bit slower um, you know hence the scores being a little bit smaller so um, you know that's good for the game obviously I'm sure this this pitch here in Granada will throw up something different and it's you know whichever teams adapt best to that will uh, probably come out on top It's been a problem that teams around the world have faced for 10 years or so Chris Gale how do you try and rein him in? I mean, that was a brilliant 100 in the first, 50 in the second. You've got to find a way to get him, what, 20 or less, really, but that's a million-dollar question. Yeah, it is, and that's the aim to get any batsman out there early. You know, I mean, a player like Chris Gale, the longer he's at the crease, the more he's going to hurt you. Um, you know, we... We created a chance in the first game to get him out early, uh, where I thought we actually bowled very, very well at him. Although he went on to score a big score, we, you know, we had an opportunity to get him out. Unfortunately, we didn't take it, uh, and that's the game. You know, if you don't take your chances, you know, quality world-class players that have been for a long period of time will hurt you. And you know, he did that. But I actually think, you know, considering the fact that I know he's got 130 in the first game and a 50 in the second game, I actually think we bowled pretty well at him. Um, you know, particularly in the first probably 10, 15 overs where he can be destructive. So, you know, I think we're doing some very good things to him. But you know, we still need to work hard and and look at ways that we can get him out earlier. Momentum a big thing in sport. West Indies won the last game. England need to win this one, don't they? Just just to get back on the front foot. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, in a, in a five-match series um, at one apiece, um, I suppose this middle game is is really important to both teams. Um, whoever can can I suppose wrestle that momentum back. And you know, it's quite a big game in terms of whoever goes two-one ahead will feel they've got a, a hand on the, on the series. So yeah, it's a big game. We obviously want to put in a strong performance here and, and go two-one up, as I'm sure the West Indies do. But, um, you know, as I said, it's a different venue, it's a new pitch, a new surroundings. Uh, whoever adapts well, you know, tomorrow will, um, and start the game well will feel that they, they get a bit of momentum back. But, you know, we'll try our best to try and do that first and, and try and put in the process. And we know that to win a game of cricket is, you know, you have to put in a lot of hard work, as we saw the other day. So, um, you know, we'll try and do that here in the first game. All right, well, thank you, Maka. Uh, Wokes, uh, one of the world's best power play bowlers. Uh, Shaheen Afridi's just gone past him in the power play, but to be fair, Shaheen Afridi is 14 or 28. No one's quite sure. Incredible bowler, though. Wokes is going to have to come back. Who's he come back for? Uh, it's a really difficult question. Um, my take would be I'd be looking after Wood. I really, I, I would be making sure that he keeps bowling in those high 90s. So for me, it's not a dropping by any stretch of the imagination. He's been really, really good. In fact, the pick of the England bowlers, the last uh, ODI, I would potentially bring him in for, for Wood. And then Stokes then take on that mantle of bowling, the quicker, heavier stuff that maybe Wood has been doing purely from a medical point of view, purely from a keeping the guy bowling as quickly as we've seen him do in this series. And, uh, you know, just looking at England, obviously, um, you know, best team in the world, smashing everyone. They win the first game quite easily, really, considering it's a third biggest uh, run chase ever in, in one-day cricket. And then they lose the next one. Uh, you know, what are you thinking tactically now uh, from an England point of view? 
Much of the same. I mean, it's so difficult to, to come down off that high of chasing down 360. That's never happened before, breaking records. And it was a wonderful day's cricket. It really was. I felt so sorry for the West Indians because they'd played their part in it. Um, but it just showed the West Indies showed some real fight in the first game. And that came through in the second. England did pretty much everything right, but they just didn't get a guy to go through and get 100, which ultimately is probably the difference between them winning and losing in the end. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. It's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? We're here in this, this, uh, this tiny island that, that, that we love so much. It's not known for cricket though you know it's you know a, a lot of a lot of the smaller islands they they have the odd player you know we talked about them before you know someone like junior murray who our driver roger who's, who's over here for pure grenada the, the tourism board and taking us to places like making me jump off a waterfall you wouldn't do it because you're afraid <laughs> but he said that you know junior murray was known as junior ninja murray because he could dive down the leg side a little bit it's, it's quite an interesting place um for cricket and i think it's quite important that the rest of the west indies get brought in because that you know barbados can't keep producing cricketers at the rate they have yeah i mean the rate of players for the population in Barbados is phenomenal. And we're not talking about just decent players. We're talking about some of the greats of the game. And actually, being in the stadium the other day, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up at the, the great names around. You know, it's uh, phenomenal. So actually coming here, and as a tourist destination as well, it's a wonderful place. It really is. It's just not as famous as the other places. So from a cricket point of view, generating a, a little bit of extra interest in their cricket here is a really powerful thing and a very important thing for West Indies cricket. And uh, you said you were here in 2004. Did you roll the arm over? Anything go on? Nobody did. I think it rained the, the whole time. I, I, I've got to be honest, I can't really fully remember. <laughs> um, but um, suggest we were probably having too good a time. But, um, but no, I, I don't think the games were on because of uh, the weather. Beautiful. All right, well, we'll go to Macca, who is with Darren Bravo, who I think in one-day cricket has a strike rate of about 70, uh, but has had a very long career and is probably a lot better than that. Well, Darren, first of all, um, assuming you are selected for tomorrow, congratulations on reaching 100 one-day internationals. Uh, thank you very much. Um, a special feeling indeed. Um, getting to play 100 game for the West Indies by no means is a, is a humbling feeling, but at the same time, you know, it's sort of like achieving a dream, so it's a good feeling. How much has 50-over cricket changed in the space of those 100 games? I mean, you think about the innovations and the, the totals now. I mean, it's almost changed beyond recognition, hasn't it? 
Um, back then, you probably think, yes, it was a shorter format, but the fact that there is now T10 and obviously T20, you, you realize that there's a hell of a lot of time out there where one-day cricket is concerned. Um, as you said, the game has changed a lot, the fielding has improved, you know, the scoring, the way the guys innovate, the different different strokes and stuff like that. So, all in all, um, a lot of a lot of change, but at the end of the day, it's, all, it's still bat and ball. So, the West Indies have come to Grenada at one all, having won the second game in Barbados. Momentum is such a big thing in sport. How important for the West Indies to level it up and then come here and try and take it on? Uh, definitely, it was very important. Um, we thought we was in with a chance, you know, after scoring 360 in the first game. Um, obviously, we went on to lose that game, but I thought, um, you know, leading up to the second game, we had a fantastic team meeting. The guys really contributed, and you know, we come up with a few different plans. Not that I'm going to um, sort of like say what we did, but having said that. Um, you know the guys really wanted to you know make make amends for the first game where we where we where we, where we let up. I uh, thought we executed pretty well where our bowling is concerned. So what should be we be expecting here in Grenada? It looks a high-scoring ground this one. Yeah, I think um, a very good, um, very nice stadium, a very good batting wicket as well. Um, as I said previously in another interview, and there's a strong breeze blowing across from the the seaside um, to the scoreboard side. I think so. All in all, I think it's very important that we understand the conditions as quickly as possible. We need to assess as quickly as possible, and um, we just want to go out there and you know try and you know get do all the facets right, batting, bowling, and feeling. I think as um, long as we take care of our process, I think the results going to take care of itself. And on your own form, you've got to be pleased with how it's going, having come back into the setup. I'm not 100%, but um, I'm getting back there. Uh, I think in the last game, I scored 24, but probably the best I've felt. You know, since actually coming back, I think I was rotating the strike pretty well. Unfortunately, I got out, um, but it was good to see that Hetty Maya went on. We had a particular plan, but it was good to see that he went on and got another hundred. Um, a special player, and um, hopefully he continues. But at the same time, you know, I just want to try my best to perform to the best of my ability each and every single time I step onto the field for West Indies. So we you know it's a lot of hard work, but I'm enjoying it. Just on Hetty are you guys as excited watching him as we are? I mean, during the Test Match series, Michael Atherton said he's his new favourite player in world cricket. Now, for Michael Atherton to come out and say something like that, that's, that's quite a statement. Uh, to be honest, I've never seen a confident player at that age ever in my life. Um, the way he goes about this game is special. Um, he's, not, he's not afraid of anything. Um, he's a very confident guy. Yeah, sometimes he have me on my... Sometimes I turn my, my, my eyes away from the game when he's batting because he have me so anxious out in the in the out in the out in the dugout or anything like that. But having said that, that's his game. It's been working for him. And as you can see he's you know he's reaping the rewards, so I'm happy for him. Uh, thanks to Maka for that. Uh Let's let's talk about a little bit about the West Indies. It's a lovely island. You can hear the waves in the background. Uh, you can uh, you can see me on social media jumping into the water like a real man. Come on, Kimber, get on with it. One for the team! No! No! Come on, let's go! Come on, action, man! Come on, let's go, man! These children do this! He's gone, he's gone! Whoa! <laughs> I think it's safe to say that. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the West Indian players. They had two star players in the last game. Shimron Hetmeyer, I'm assuming as much as you follow world cricket, you probably didn't know a lot about um, Hetmeyer coming in. What was it like watching him uh, up close? 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd not seen a lot of him. I've seen him a couple of times, uh, maybe CPL stuff that was on TV and what have you. But um, the thing that stands out for me more than anything is the beautiful swing of the bat. He picks the bat up high, gets his hands above his hips, which means he's got real sort of momentum and leverage in his striking. Um, yeah, he does some of the modern stuff and getting his leg out of the way and trying to clear the boundaries. But it's the it's the speed of the swing, the length of the swing, which means he hits it miles. He's not a big fella. He's about five foot eight. I stood next to him the other day. I felt like a bit. I felt like a big fella. Um, but he whacks it. He hits the ball so hard, and it's all about that swing of the bat and the bat speed. And I mean, it's pure. The purists would watch him and go, "Oh, I love, I love this fella. Everything about him." Well, that's the interesting thing for me. So I, I've been watching him for a couple of years now. I'm being a big fan. He's got he's very quick on his feet. Um, yeah, as you said, he's a little fellow. He was at Oysters the other night when I was in Barbados. And, uh, you know, in fact, there's a few bars I've been at around uh, the Caribbean. Even <laughs> during the CPL, he occasionally pops up. Always, of course, take, you know, I'm not saying he's a drunkard. I'm just saying he enjoys his life. And But he's a, he's a little guy, but he's quite a solid so he's almost a mix between a more, maybe an old-fashioned West Indian-style batsman physically. So, you, you know, um, Chandrapal, Sarwan, Lara-type figure. But he's also got the, that sort of power game as well. Yeah, I think it's the modern-day player. Um, it's, and, and this is where we're going to talk about things that are not cricket-related. It's in the gym. It's the, it's the non-negotiables that are around international sport and, and domestic sport, really. Um, so in the gym, you're doing your squatting. It's all revolving around your core. Because if you get good core strength, that's why we talk about getting a good base. He gets a good base and he's strong there because he'll do a lot of core work, he'll do a lot of squatting. All that energy from the bottom comes up into his hands and his bat speed and that's why he hits it so hard. And what about his barnet? How do you feel about the hair? Rude, rude, terrible. Um, so we've done him. The, the other one was Sheldon Cottrell who... Um, I'm a bit shocked at how well he bowled. I've been watching him for a, a, quite a few years now and... You know, he's a, he's a bustling bowler. You're never quite sure he's going to be that accurate. He's not that fast. So, you know, compared to O'Shane or Shannon Gabriel, who are proper fast bowlers, he's probably high 80s, occasionally touching 90. Uh, he swings it a little bit, but I'm not sure he's 100% sure where he's bowling it at all times. But England players seem to have a little bit of trouble when it comes to left arm seam. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something, and, and your stats back it up, that, that left armers in white ball cricket are very, very, very successful. Um, I, I think the thing with him the other day, the England bowlers haven't really swung the white ball particularly. They've reverse swung it, but not, not new ball. Uh, and I think he took them by surprise um, that he swung it back. It was a beautiful ball that got best of, uh, you know, classic left armers delivery. Uh, and he swung it for that two, three overs that you sometimes expect. And I think also, because he's not got a grooved action, I would say, so it's not that repeatable, it'll come out... And, just slightly different paces all the time and sometimes it's a scramble seam sometimes it's bolt upright so there's an element of he doesn't fully know so the batter definitely doesn't know which in the, in the short form of the game is a really really good trait to have it's a weird thing to say a man in the Jamaican defence force is not um, uh, it's not got a repeatable action because you watch him walk across the ground and he looks like a man who has been told to walk in a straight line very much in his life and then when he bowls it just feels like he's like, I'm just going to run him really fast but I thought he was really good at the death um, he hits the pitch hard when he has to but he also his cutters were really impressive yeah, and that's where the left arm angle comes in, particularly to the right-handed batsman. You're cutting it from leg to off. Majority of batters, when you get back end, are thinking leg side. Particularly on the second ODI, when the pitch was a bit slower, you're hitting against the spin, the cut, whatever you want to call it, on a slowish pitch, going towards the leg side. Unless you're perfect, it's going to be difficult. Huge thanks to Gareth Batty. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of the Caribbean. You're listening to Following On.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 